Hallelujah tonight. Praise the Lord. I want to welcome everyone to the Bible study tonight. And um, it's a beautiful evening again before the Lord. And um, as we join in to the meeting, to set your heart to receive God's word with grace today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless us. All right, tonight we're going to turn our Bibles to First Thessalonians chapter number two, and then we are in we are in verse six. And um, I, in, in as much as I would love to run, uh, but I will not run beyond the limit that the Lord will permit me for understanding's sake. Um, Bible says all scriptures are given to us by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God and it's profitable unto us for doctrine, for instruction, for reproof, right? And uh, it builds us up. So as a church, we have a working constitution. We have a working um, um, principle. We have working precepts in the Bible. The, the, the believer... Um, is to be most envied in the world because we have the life of God. Hallelujah. We are the only ones that actually know where we are going to. You know that from scriptures. No other religion can tell you emphatically where they go to when men die. Everybody just feels that when men die, it's at that time you know what next. No, the Bible tells us not so. It tells us that there's a place that God has prepared for us. Jesus revealed that to us in John 14. Verse 1 through 3. He says, Let not your own hearts be troubled, like everyone on earth is being what troubled. Believe in God and also believe also in me. For in my father's house there are many spaces. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I'm going to prepare a place for you, so that where I am, praise God. There you will be, you will, you will, you will be also, praise God. John 14, 19, it says, it says, for a little while now, the world see me, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, for because I live, you also live, praise God forevermore. So we have a hope, First Corinthians 15, 19, say, for if in this world alone we have hope, then we have all men the most Miserable, so we don't have hope here alone. There is hope for us in Christ Jesus, and that's the ultimate joy and assurance that the believer has over every other one that works upon the face of the earth today. Amen. Tonight, and so we we explore the mind of God from the scriptures, and we've been studying. First Thessalonians, and you ask me why, I actually don't know why. I just felt led in my spirit that we should just do a Bible study verse by verse of that scripture. And I believe it's been a blessing to us thus far. And um, as of today, we have um, finished chapter 1. And then in chapter 1, we actually spent like 13 hours um, exploring chapter 1 with our biblical analysis of scriptural truth and patterns of God. And our, and, our, and our starting principle is the observation 
um, or the reading principle, you know, keep saying so that it will be in your mind, the interpretation, um, the, the correlation, and then the word, the application. So the end game of the purpose of this study is, for, is to reveal to us the mind of God for the singular purpose of applying the truth we've learned. Applying the truth we are learning. For that's how we grow. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. For there is no other way for Jesus to be happy in and with us. But to trust and obey. So obedience is much more better than what than sacrifice. So we obey God's word as we read through. So tonight we will be continuing on verse 6. And I read verse 6 tonight from the King James Version of First Thessalonians 2. Verse 6 says, Not of men sought we glory, neither of you, nor yet of others. So Paul says here, we did not see glory when we came. It wasn't about the preachers. The attention was not to us. We didn't want men to, to, to build their faith around us. So that when we are not present, the gospel also is not is absent. So with or without us, the gospel will continue with what? With you. The focus was not us. Praise God. And that's why they were called brothers. You remember in, 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 in Acts 16 there about when 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 Paul and, 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 and Silas you know healed the layman and everyone still came together to offer sacrifice, alright? One for Paul and, 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 and one for and for Silas and say and and, 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 and everyone said, No, brethren, don't do this, for we are men like you. You see that? They quickly turn the attention of these men to God. So, so the purpose of the now tonight, maybe I want to talk to ministers. So don't be afraid. Um, am I saying you're a minister? Well, no, and also yes. Um, minister in the sense that we have been given the means of what of reconciliation. No, because you are not called into the fivefold ministry. But whichever way is applicable to you and to anyone listen to me tonight or anyone that will yet listen to me. Paul was putting himself here on an extreme. And if we are if we are if we are if we are leader of the gospel, then we must follow the examples of Paul. Um, you are not meant to seek for glory. You are not meant to do things that points men's attention or man's attention to you. Uh, because there's no pattern for that in the scriptures. God wants to build his church. His church is not centered around you, the so-called set man. That's why today you find everybody looking for names to use because 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 of of how 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 we are we are relating ourselves as ministers today pastors is no more is is no more involved 
We have changed it to set men. God didn't call you to be a set man. He called you to be a pastor. Period. In fact, Paul, Paul was talking. Okay. Why don't you call Paul? Set man Paul. Many people just call Paul Paul. But today, if they call you your name, you know you're embarrassed. It shows something is wrong with you. You call Paul Paul without no qualms. But when they call you, assuming your name is Timo, no, Timothy. And they call you Timothy. How will you feel? You say no. You 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 magnify your office. You say no, I'm not Timothy, I am I am I am Bishop. You know, one of the days, a few days ago, I was walking through Lake and, and, and I saw a banner of a new church. And the name of the person is um, Bishop. This is his name on the poster. Bishop something. I'm saying his name. Pastor of the church. I said, what's the name of that? His name is Bishop. Bishop. Except that his name naturally is Bishop. Because the people that are, that are, that are actually Bishop, that's that their real names. But today it's hard to know because everyone wants to be bishop. Bishop, so pastor of how? So Paul said, We are not seeking for our own glory. The moment we begin to do that, we begin to lose some things in God. And um, not of men shall be glory, neither of you. Are you seeking glory of men? You know, I once heard of a of a of of a minister who was working around the church and he, and, and he looked around and, 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 and then he said, why is it that nobody is following me? Why am I working alone now? Can't, why is that nobody is protocoling me? And so that looked for someone to protocol him. Today we want to be protocol because it's, it's a thing of the culture. No, it's not in scripture. These are the things that take away from the very work of God. These are things that take away from what God wants to do. We are magnifying ourselves beyond the gospel truth. So Paul says here, nor of men sought we glory. So ministers don't seek glory of men. When you want to be called doctor, PhD, FSS. Now people say that now to be introduced, you must, you must, you, you now, now people are dropping the title of pastor. They, they want to address as doctors. What glory seekest you? Paul had more more degrees than you, but he says he counted all those things as done. It is not wrong to be to be educated, but don't put that above what God is doing. If the reason you are seeking for more knowledge is to be is, is to is to get glory from men, then there's something you don't understand about the call of God. You are just turning the pulpit. Paul Paul said, "I counted all those things, but as what." As dung. Now the things you are trying to magnify. Paul says dung. Now some people don't have the right degree. They are paying for it. They are buying it. So that they can look like their peers. God is not calling you to look like your peers. God is calling you to look like yourself. For the one that called you in the ministry. If indeed he has called you. Now. When we might have been born in some. As the apostles of Christ. So he, he chose not to 
glorify himself and become burdensome with his glorification. And that's where we are right now in this study. I want to follow me closely tonight. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 3, 15, Say, for if I tarry long that thou oughtest know how to behave thyself in the church of the living God. There's a way to behave yourself in the church of the living God, even as ministers, praise God. Because the church of the living God is the ground and the pillar of truth. There's no other place that you can be found except in the church. And if you read down in the scripture, for those of us who are, who are familiar with the New Testament, Paul, by the grace of God, established the principle of the order of the church. If you remove Paul from the Bible, we will, we will, we will lose the church structure and how church should be run. He's the one that, that gets structure and flesh onto how things ought to go, praise God. And in 1 Corinthians 11, 34, I want to read tonight. And then I want to see something there. And then 1 Corinthians 16, 1. We want to read that scripture and um, I, 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 I will uh, wish that we could read the scripture tonight in the Amplified Version of the Bible. But maybe I'll read here because I have one. 1 Corinthians 15, sorry, 11. Let's read verse 34. Let me read from here. All right. It says, but if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment, and the rest I will set in what? In order. In order. Now, know the word order. That means there's an order. There is an order in the church. The Paul says, there's many of it that are obvious in, in his in his, in, his, in his way of handling matters. Praise God tonight. And, and, and lesson also tonight, 1 Corinthians 16, 1. Please find there for me, read 16 verse 1. Or 1 Corinthians 16 verse 1. Please read for me if you find it. Now concerning the collection for the saints. Now concerning the collection for the saints. As I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Even so do ye. Now hold on this. Now Paul said, I have given orders. Now that means I have given. Now the word the order is the word daitoso in the Greek. Now don't mind those words, but let me explain what it means so we understand because there are different uses of orders in the Bible. That word that means ordain, it means to, to institute, it means to to prescribe. He said, I've given my prescription, I've given the institution, I've given the order. So this is how it should be done. Now in the last class, I talked so much about, about God not willing that any of his ministers should suffer. For he that preaches and is around the altar must survive from the things of the altar. That is the will of God. No matter how you feel about it, nothing can change that. You see that? And some who are eating the money, that would about it. 
God has laid that. You, like I showed you from last class, from the Old Testament, you see that. From the New, you could see it. So God has the other. And God will hold you accountable if his minister over you suffers. We hold accountable. What do West down? What did you do when you found out it was in need? So nothing can change that. It's God's will. So let's come to terms with it. Now the, now the, the, the other flip side now is, 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 is the minister himself. And that's what I will touch tonight a little by the help of God. One of the things, you know, like last week as I established, the word body some means, means, means dependency in things. And why did Paul say this in this church? I've told you last time. It is not because um, 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 Paul said, God said, I said, no, no. Paul did that because of what I explained to you. One, the people were not mature enough to receive it yet. And so he didn't want to tell them some things. Just like he said in Hebrews, he said, now the time that you're going to teach us, you need again. That won't teach you the things that, that be of the first people and oracles of God. But now, if God permits, will go towards what? perfection or maturity so you cannot give people what they cannot crack yet because it might undo them so anytime Paul says church is not a mature to receive the risk of giving and receiving what does he do he refrains from that from the beginning that's one of the reasons not because it's, it's right for for the minister to suffer for himself to feed himself no it's because when a church is not a mature then they need to be taught and when they grow up then they should learn to do so praise God and the second reason is to set the word an example for that way. Paul said, why am I doing this? I can, I can show you a pattern, an example that everyone ought to work. Even though I ought not to be, but the best way to teach is by living. Hallelujah tonight. I read that from 2 Thessalonians 3, from 6 to 12 last on Tuesday. But tonight I want to go on the third point. Why? And this is very important. And I want to say this to that to ministers. Not because I know so much, but because it's, it's, it's overtly written in the Holy Week. We must come to a point in our lives where we must be careful about money. You know, Jesus made a statement in Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. And that statement is very, very important if we must fulfill our calls in the ministry. You know, one of the criteria for a minister is that he must not come to a ministry for filthy Lucas. It mustn't be for money. You know, I once had a friend who came to me on a friend, okay? A brother was a friend, somebody close. It's not, it's not a friend in that sense, but somebody who's, who, um, who, okay, I don't know what I'm going to use, but okay. Just for lack of words, he came to me and said, um, what, what is, a, is a structure of salary so that I know if I, can, if I can do ministry or not? He didn't, okay, let me say those But he was asking me, uh, because, okay, how much am I, are we getting? How much are we making? Are we breaking even? We, what are our questions? And I laughed. 
Now, ministers, we must know that this, this call of the ministry is not for everyone. It's not for Job. We shall render account to God. Every one of us, both those who are called in the fivefold and those who are given the general ministry of reconciliation. And the day we are counting, it will be in secret. It will be where? In the open. The things you did in the secret, God will bring it up in the open for all the world to see, including your church members and those in the council. And so Jesus said, he said, he said, he says, beware of, of the spirit of mammon, for no one can serve God and mammon. And mammon there is a spirit of, 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 of money. Paul said, we are not burning someone to you. Why? I'm going to show you. And until we are able to, to put aside and understand about this. In fact, in 1 Corinthians, sorry, 1 Corinthians 3, please tell me to read tonight. Chapter, chapter, chapter 3, verse 1, 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3. Um, we'll read from verse 1, maybe through 5. Quickly if you can tonight. This is a true saying. Okay, let's read from the Amplified Version of the Bible. Um, it will make it more sense quickly for me and give back to me. First, for the free, now today I'm talking to you. Maybe, maybe God has been saying this to your heart. Make amends, make some alterations, make some changes so that the gospel can continue in you. For if you don't make these changes, I will soon come and judge you and remove your candlestick. God has been speaking to you. Maybe today God is just trying to, to, to reinforce his words in your heart. I beg of you today, when you hear this word, don't fight it, but give in to God and just follow him. Don't, don't hold on to the money of the ministers, though it's yours, for it is not your own. You are just made a steward. Read for me, please, from verse 1. The saying is true and irrefutable. Irrefutable? If any man eagerly seeks the office of bishop, of bishop, to pretend to pretendence, overseer, overseer, he desires an excellent task. Go on. Now a bishop, go on, superintendent, overseer, yes, must give no grounds for accusation. Hold on, you must give. We must give no grounds for what? That means there will be grounds for accusation. Now remember what Jesus he says: For the prince of this world cometh, but what found nothing. For everything that is found in you, you will account to God for it. And this is very key. Let now this go on, go on, reach three down. Must give no grounds for accusation. Accusation. But must be above reproach. Above reproach. The husband of one wife. Now, notice the first is that no grounds for what? First, accusation and must be above reproach. Now, those two words are very key tonight. I want to write it down. Um, my pen? Uh, okay. One above Again, give no grounds for accusations. No grounds for accusations. Must be above reproach. To above reproach. Now read, read down because I'm coming to this two, two words of the read down. The husband of one wife. One wife. Circumspect. Circumspect. And temperate. Temperate. And self-control. Self-control. You must be sensible. Sensible. And well-behaved. Well-behaved. And dignified. That means that means a pastor can 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 be my man well-behaved. If you're not a well-behaved person, means you're not qualified to be a pastor. 
No matter who ordains you or pour oil on your head, it is not about the oil poured on you, it's about your preparedness for the task. He says, if you want to be this, then it's good. But this is who you must first be before you are ordained. Now, sometimes they ordain you and expect you to be. No. God first wants you to be before you are ordained. Hallelujah tonight. Men ordain men and expect them to conform. God says, no. Let them conform first before you what? You ordain them. Wow. It says in first story, and we are reading the three book, because you won't get there. Verse 10. It says, let this one first be proven. Read, read verse 10 quickly. Read verse 10. But let this also first be tested. Let this first be tested. Then let them serve. Let them serve. As dickies. Before they serve as dickies, let them wait word be yes. tested and proven. But now we make them dickies and then we not start testing them. No, because we're not following God's principle, we put wrong people in ministry and we get wrong results. And for every time you do that, you are putting yourself under under tight task to do. Paul told Timothy says, Lay hands suddenly on no man and don't partake in any man's sin. Because on whom hands are laid on by you, if that man does wrong, you partake of their sin. Because you have PhD, you are finished school, you are working, you are married, does not qualify you to be a minister. That even you have gone to Bible school does not preclude that you are ready for it. In fact, one of the criteria for being a minister is that you must have a good report from unbelievers. Wow. God says, you see, this is God's, because if we follow God's standard, we will not get into the mess we are in today in the church. It says, even those of your day must first be approved that unbelievers must point and say, this one is a child of God. But read down three and read verse five. All right, from where you are. And temperate. And temperate. And self-control. Self-control. You must be sensible. Sensible. And well-behaved. Well-behaved. And dignified. Dignified. And lead an orderly, disciplined life. Go on. You must be hospitable. Hospitable. Showing love for. Love for. And be a friend to the believers. To the believers. Especially strangers. Strangers. Or foreigners. Yes. And be a capable and qualified teacher. Go on. Not given to wine. Not given to wine. Not combative. Not combative. But gentle and considerate. And considerate. Not quarrelsome. Not quarrelsome. But forbearing. Forbearing. And peaceful. And peaceful. And not a lover of money. I'm going there. Insatiable for wealth. Hold on. Not a lover of money. Insatiable for wealth. That means his quest for wealth must be measurable. Wow. King James says, not for filthy lucre. Filthy lucre means lucre that is filthy. Wealth. You see, the best book it, it becomes smelly. And ready to obtain it by questionable means. Hold on, I love that. And he's ready to obtain it by questionable means. Wow. You see how scripture is clear. But when we decide to model up, we get things messed up. So, in terms of finances, there is a pattern in the word of God. As God has ordained that his servants must not be hungry, so also he has a high uh, um, 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 expectation from his own ministers also. 
So any minister that is not meeting God's standard is not qualified to benefit from the benefit of the office. You know it's hard to say. Any minister that is not following this principle, that is that is using every kind of means to obtain money for fielding Lucasse, is not qualified to be supported. Who said that? Is it me? No, God. But try and follow me closely. I will come back to that scripture again. Read that line again. Please note the three words you use. Read again. Verse 3. No. Wait about not for people to look at it. I read it. Not given to wine. Not given to wine. Not combative. Not combative. But gentle and considerate. Go on. Not quarrelsome. Yes. But forbearing and peaceful. Yes. And not a lover of money. Hold on. First, not a lover of what? Money. Money. Insatiable for wealth. Two, someone who is insatiable for wealth. Free and is ready to obtain it by hook or by crook. Ready to obtain by any means. Hmm. So these are the things that God says about money. That the person who we put in charge of the money must have character that is that is that is far from these two things. First, he must not be a lover of money. Two, it must not have an insatiable desire for extraordinary wealth. Trying to be like a poster, trying to be like, like a celebrity, trying to dress like the world, trying to be accepted, trying to, to compete with the billionaires of this world. Being, you know, those things are things that we must, we must check. Because these are the things that, 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 that are bringing the, the, the work of the ministry in jeopardy. We must not give room or grounds for accusation or abuse and reproach to the gospel. Now, when it comes to the minister, and before I go too far tonight, no one man can get the work of God done. So when I say give to, to your pastor, you have one pastor, but you have people that help the pastor. So in church, I'm not the only one. Yes, I'm the pastor, but there are people also who are helping me. There's Brother Timmy, there's Brother Timmy, there's Brother Richard, Brother Yika, there's Brother Emmanuel, there's Brother Sunday, and, 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 and everybody in church. But basically, these are the leaders. And I want you to know that God has put the upkeep is not about me right now. It's about God. And anything I do with the upkeep you give me, I will account to Him. But the only grounds on which you support me is if I'm truly teaching you. Do you hear me? If I, the day I stop teaching you to become like God, the day my life is becoming anti-God, that's the day I have disqualified myself from your support. <laughs> Let me say it again. The day I stop building you up to become like God, not giving you what you can get in the world, 
You see, you can know how to do business in the world. It is not the job of the church. Though the church can do that, but it must be our primary preoccupation. That's not the primary call. For Paul said, for Christ did not call me to baptize. First Corinthians 1 verse 16 said, but he has called me to preach the gospel, not with words of man's wisdom, which come to love, but with the power and the love of God. He said, verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, of Christ, of Christ, of Christ, of Christ. So what we are saying to propagate is not the gospel of money, but the gospel of word of Christ. For it is a Christ gospel is the only power of God unto salvation. So someone is teaching about marriage, you are paying tight there. Stop paying tight to someone who is teaching marriage. Marriage is not the gospel. Stop paying tight to someone who is teaching you how to be a good leader. You are, that is not the gospel. So he said, if anyone wants to be a teacher of the word, this good. But these are the things, first thing, you must know. And so it's the thing that leaders must know. Because if we don't separate ourselves from money, money will destroy. Why are you building more branches? Why are you building more centers? Is it for money's sake? It's only you and God. Knows. And what Paul keeps saying, he and God sees my conscience, for he's a scratcher of the intent and the thoughts of men. But on the last day, that intent will be made open to all to see. That's why in heaven there will be surprises. May you not be among those that become a phenomenon in heaven, not of goodness, but of the seed on earth. May you not be among those whose works are burned by fire when the fire of God comes on it to test and try it. But this is that right now in your heart as a minister, you know. God said, Do you make amends tonight? When it comes to finances, there's an order in church. Now, let me say this to you tonight. One of the ways money come to church, and I'll show you from scripture, it comes to church through tithes. It's good to pay tithes. Mm -hmm. Through offerings, building pledges, and other special givings. When it comes to the church, it comes to the pores of the church. Now let me say this. No human being has a church. It is called the church of the living God. But God puts people in custody of local assemblies. And the money that come to the assembly is not for the, for the, for the pastor to primarily administer. You see what I mean? Because you can't start with a mom, say Christ. It is not for the pastor to personally what? Administer it. Even though by, by God's command, he's meant to oversee how it is handled. But it's not his primary duty to see how it's expended and be the one to, to expend it. How be it unilaterally? I'm going to show you tonight as a pattern. Talk with me to 2 Corinthians, or rather 1 Corinthians 16. Please run, read for me verse 1 through 3. And then read for me. Now read from Amplified. Then we're going to read 2 Corinthians 8, 16 to 32. Now, I want to listen carefully. 
the tithes and the offering. Now this, this is the kingdom pattern. So this background will take up here. So this is how Paul lived. Do you know that even Jesus was in charge of his of his boss? He gave over the, the, the post attention to who? To Judas. It wasn't the money that killed Judas, it was Judas' greed. I believe the reason Jesus didn't get just that was because he has shown a sign that he lost the key things. Jesus himself did not never ever, he never knew how much was in the post. You tell everyone, ask Judas. And you know that Jesus has had some money, some money in that post. If those men in Luke 8 were the ones giving money to him, then there will be great money at least in the, in, to, to the degree of their day. Even though he might be 10 coins silver or 20 silver coins, he still praised God. He's still money. But Jesus himself did not sit on it. Praise God. You know, today, the men of God that don't use the church money to play, that's where the cost comes. You are not called to the whole job. You are not called. That's not your call. Except you are better for yourself. And I pity you and pity those who are under you. Because it's only a matter of time. God's judgment will come. Read for me from verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 16. Truth for you. Please read quickly for me. Now concerning the money contributed Go on. for the relief of the saints. Now, every money contributed to the church is for what? The relief of the saints. It is not for your relief alone. The monies, the tithes, the offerings, the everything is not for you, it's for the relief of the saints. In fact, it's not for any building project. Primarily, it's for what? The relief of the saints. So it's meant for the saints' relief. Please go on. God's people. God's people. You are to do the same. Yes. As I directed the churches of Galatia to do. Hold on. This is a directive. This is the order. This is the prescription from the churches also in where? In Galatia. So as he talked to them in what? In Corinthians and Ephesians and Laodicea and Heliopolis and in Lystra and in Delhi and in Lagos and in America and in Europe and in Britain. This is the principle of God's word. Christ was all handled tonight. So everyone that stands as God's minister, this is God's mindset. Read on, man. On the first day of each week. That's the what? Two. Read that again. Let each one of you yes. personally, personally put aside something, something and save it up as he has prospered in proportion to what he is given. Yes. So that no collections will need to be taken after I come. After I come. And when I arrive, when I, arrive I will send on those whom you approve. Hold on. Paul didn't say when I arrive, I will take all the money to my boss. And I will personally sign the I'll be the sole signatory. Paul never said, I'll pass be the one to administer. Now, Paul didn't say, I will take my eyes off. No, I'm the one that gave internal for it to be made. When it comes, I will see it, but, but, but for some reasons that I'm going to show you right now, as we read down, I will not be the one that will personally carry it in a secret vault, carrying away with no one knowing exactly how much I took from this base and how much I delivered to the other base. 
why he will show us. And if this is the pattern for Apostle Paul for the church, then I believe it's also the pattern for us to adopt to him if we are if we are if we are mindful of the veracity of the truth of the gospel of Christ. Read on. And when I arrive, when I, arrive I will send them those whom you approve. Those whom you approve. Authorized. And authorized. With credentials. With credentials. To carry your gift. Of charity. To Jerusalem. Praise God. So Paul said, I'm not taking it alone, but you appoint men with credentials who you know and will follow me. 2 Corinthians 8. From verse 16 downwards. Now read for me carefully today. 16, read through, read 16 through. Let's let's read it through. Uh, okay, just, just keep reading now. When I get a place, I just want to stop. Start from verse 16. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Who planted the same energy. The same energy. And kept for you in the art of Titus. And in the art of Titus. For he not only welcomed and responded to our appeal. Yes. But was himself so king. So king. In his enthusiasm. In enthusiasm. And interest in you. And interest in you. That is going to you of his own accord. Go on. But we are sending along with him. We are sending along with him. That brother. That brother. You. No. Luke is not in James. It is an, in Amplified, they put Luke. You see, Luke is in brackets. And what's your So, leave that. It's, 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 it might be Luke. It might be Luke. The Bible needs to define who the brother is. But go on. In the gospel ministry, yes, is spread throughout all the churches. Yes, go on. And more than that, more than that, he has been appointed by the churches, yes, to travel as our companion, yes, in regard to this bountiful contribution. So hold on. For every time the church makes a contribution, Paul insists that somebody is assigned to bad money. They will count it from base A. That when it gets to the next base. It will be the same amount. Why is Paul doing that? Is it because Paul doesn't trust himself? No. He trusts himself. But he knew or understood the power that, mo that, that money can wield in the lives of a minister. And so because of that and the mind of God, he chose a safe position to live by. Read down. And more than that, more than that, he has been appointed by the churches to travel as a companion. Yes. In regard to this bountiful contribution, contribution which we are administering for the glory of the Lord Himself. Go on. And to show our eager readiness as Christians to help one another. Yes. For we are on our guard. On our guard. Intending that no one should find anything. Go on. For which to blame us in regard to our administration of this large contribution. Wow. Why did Paul say that? Paul said we are on our guard. So that nobody will what will blame us. So 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 there's there's a room for blame. When 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 the pastor alone is the one in charge of church account, and if the word of God is the word of God, and the word of God, the word of God in this place, then is something worth following. True or false? True. And then he said, he says, those that we, that we ministers must not love money. Paul said, we are not burning someone to you. So the pastor should not be the sole signatory, or rather, must not be the one who is the alpha and the omega of church money. Nobody else except him and his wife. No. 
It's 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 not it's not it's not it's, it's not going to help the ministry in the long run. It's not going to help you in part in the long run. It is safer to be accountable to people, not because you are not you are not a believer, but to care something important. Please try follow me. Read down. Verse 21. Go down, yes. For we take talk before man. Yes. And aim to be honest. Be honest. And absolutely above suspicion. Hold on. The reason is because we want to be absolutely above what? Suspicion. suspicion. You know, I've seen churches where people are, when it comes to money, that's where the fight is. You think these are devils. On the pulpit, there's fire. But once the church ends, they ask, how much is the offering? Do you get a lot of that? And that's what I Have you seen where people are counting money? They steal their own. That this is how we can eat our own. Because once it goes, that's the end of it. So, so in, now imagine that. Let's, let's take our own now before, before it enters pastor's account. Because the moment it enters account, account, that's the end of it we can, we can see. So the end of it will make And you see this happening in the church. Why? Because the pastor is the only one enjoying the lajis. Whereas this money is meant to be for who? For the people of God. Because the pastor is not giving them, they are actually helping themselves. They are thieves. So you are making men thieves for what actually is like theirs. God will judge you and you account for it. It's only a matter of time. Why did Paul say so? Read again for me. For we take thought beforehand. We take thought so. The reason Paul did this was he has taken thought beforehand to do what? And aim to be honest. Aim to be honest. And absolutely above suspicion. Above suspicion? Not only in the sight of the Lord. I love this. But also in the sight of men. That means God wants every man to be sure that no money is being misappropriated. So now, I'm going to close. Our time is up. We've done almost one hour. And I think we're just at it. But I'm going to close now. You see, ministers of God, church, tonight I'm not talking to you. I'm speaking to the world and the body of Christ. I'm speaking to you because you are God's children. And you have, you have all a means of reconciliation. But what you are speaking to those who are, who are, who are in the fivefold? Draw a line between you and church forms. Now you're gonna ask me then how do I survive? God knows how you survive. When you have taught the people of the church that the ones that recommend for pastor, that pastor needs X amount. There are times if I have some lead, I tell the leaders, please will help me. It's not a thing of, 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 of pride. I, I know this is hard. But if Paul did it, every fight, every offering, everything is not for you alone and your wife to administer. It's for the use of the body of Christ. But in that, in that, in that, in that, in that seed is bread. There's something for you there also. But first and foremost, the priority should be for who? For the people. 
Let me run tonight. You must learn to provide things honest before God and men. You will be above suspicion. Are your members already suspecting you that you are you are you are you are over overstepping your bounds with church funds? You are you are, you are, you are living like an emperor. You are using as though it's all for you. God is saying to you, Amen and change. My time is up. And I will shoot down tonight. I will continue next time. What's today? Thursday. I'll continue on Tuesday on this on this thread. But by Saturday, we'll be praying. Don't miss prayer meeting. And I believe God's word tonight will reach the place that God wants it to reach. You know, like I'm teaching, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching and balancing everything that I'm seeing in the light of the word of God. Paul said, the men who are proved to take this bounty with us will come. He said that in the first He said it in 2 Corinthians 8. Like I've given orders to the church in Ephesus, in Galicia, and other churches, so I'm giving unto you. That means this is the order set. That the funds of the church is primarily for the for the saints, God's people. And you must pay attention. Let me prove this tonight. Galatians 2. Let's read from verse 5 to 10. And then I'll close. Thank you, Lord. You know, someone said to me, Pastor, how will I put people in charge or people in charge of money? Won't they misuse it? Now the question is, won't you also misuse it if your money is not that good? The issue is let everyone be properly taught God's word. And everybody will be happy at the end of the day if we all follow the injunctions of scripture. Make sure that you are not serving money. Make sure that you are not sitting on, on, on the money of God's people. Make sure it gets to them. Read from verse 5. To them we did not give submission. Yes. Even for a moment. Okay. Come to us, verse 8, please. Okay. For he who motivated and fitted Peter and walked effectively through him. Yes. For the mission to the circumcised. Yes. Motivated and fitted me. Yes. And walked through me also. Yes. For the mission to the Gentiles. Yes. And when they knew. When they knew. They saved. They saved. Recognized. Recognized. Understood. Understood. And acknowledged the grace, God's unmerited favor and spiritual blessings. Yes. That have been bestowed upon me. Yes. James and Caiaphas, Peter, Peter and John, who were reputed to be pillars of the Jerusalem church. Yes. Gave to me and Barnabas. Yes. The right hand of fellowship. Yes. With the understanding that we should go to the Gentiles. Yes. And they to the circumcised. Yes. Jews. Yes. They only made one stipulation. Hold on. They only made one stipulation. And this is a pattern. And what is that stipulation? That we were to remember the poor. Yes. Which very thing I was also eager to do. So he said, what are they meant to remember the poor for? 
taking care of them in the church. And Paul was not meant to use his resources. It was the contribution of the saints that the order came for to be used. Don't use God's money to build projects so it can be said of you. We have a site. If God blesses you, why not? But don't do it by every and any means. Let the building of God's people, let their well-being be the priority of the church. And that's what God's money that comes in fights, offering, special gifts is meant for. Do your best to separate yourself from the core function of money primarily. Your call is to take oversight. But don't sit on it and administer it single handedly. It is dangerous. Give no room for suspicion and provide things honorable and honest before God. Don't let the gospel be blasphemed or evil spoken of because of your lifestyle. But let all men see the light of God in you and give God praise. Let all men see God's character in you and give God praise. Therefore, as ministers of the gospel, let's live in accordance with the principles of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Your word is life. You said you build your church. Help me tonight. And help every minister of yours to stand to uphold the truth of the word. Not preferring some over others, but being able to stand and proclaim the scriptures, preaching the gospel and standing with you. I pray that my hearers tonight will be emboldened and empowered to be doers and not hearers only. Thank you tonight. Give a praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to thank you tonight for listening. I'm going to see you again on on Saturday for the prayer meeting and Tuesday again we'll continue on this on this trip as the Lord gives us grace to teach. I believe you are being impacted. I, I believe you are being built up. I believe you are learning. I believe this is helping you um, to serve God and know the will of God and know what, what your role is in the kingdom and know what God expects of you to do as, as it relates to helping your, your pastors, helping your teachers and, and supporting the gospel of Christ. And also the expectation is going to ask for the ministers. And I pray for everyone here tonight, either as a lady or as a minister, God will help us make amends in every area necessary for the furtherance of the kingdom of God on earth. In the name of this Christ we pray. Amen. God bless you tonight. We'll see you again next time on this same um, uh, um, 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 channel, on this same platform, by the grace of God. If you have any questions, like I said earlier on, Please put it on the group.
So when I start next time, I'm going to start from there and explain briefly and then we can continue on the trip. God bless you all tonight. I appreciate your being here today. God bless you. See you again on um, Saturday for the prayer meeting and on, um, on Sunday for the service. And please invite people to listen, share this message um, um, in good faith, in good heart, not out of, out of um, um, malice or prejudice, but from a pure heart, wanting to be a blessing to everyone, that the, that the kingdom of God will advance and God's church will build on truth and sound teaching and with the heart of God. God bless all. Bye for now.